from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. After being staged as a virtual experience last year because of pandemic restrictions, the 2022 CUNA Governmental Affairs Conference returns as a live event this year with a full slate of nationally renowned speakers, appearances by members of Congress and key regulators, and advocacy opportunities that can only be found in Washington, D.C. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, CUNA President and CEO Jim Nussel offers an insider's view on how participants can make the most of their GAC experience, whether attending for the first time or returning for the in-person experience after a one-year hiatus. As Jim emphasizes in this interview, CUNA is working with the Washington, D.C. Convention Center and local health officials to ensure the latest and safest COVID protocols are in place so conference participants can experience the event relatively worry-free. Jim also helps attendees prepare for the conference with insight on everything from what to expect on the advocacy front to how to stay comfortable during the long but exhilarating days at the conference center. Spoiler alert, your secret weapon is comfortable shoes. As Jim shares in this interview, CUNA and its employees couldn't be more excited as credit union leaders return to Washington, D.C. for the biggest advocacy event of the year. This is a big year for CUNA JAC. Last year we went virtual for the first time, and given our circumstances, that was an overwhelming success. But we're both rock music fans, and there's nothing like a big rock concert. And GAC has that same electricity if you're a credit union nerd, which a lot of us are glad to admit we are. So what are your feelings leading up to the 2022 CUNA GAC? Well, first, Ron, thanks for having me. And, you know, it's interesting you say it in that context for rock music. I think a lot of people came out of the virtual setting of GAC and said, you know, it kind of reminded them in the song, I can't get no satisfaction. I mean, <laughs> it's better than nothing, but it ain't the GAC that we've come to right. enjoy and, and love, right? And so I think a lot of people were hoping as we were looking forward to this year's GAC, you know, can't we please try and figure out a way to be in person? And we have, and it's going to be safe. It's going to be exciting. We've got a great roster of speakers and breakouts. We've got another just kick butt convention center with amazing presentations going on and all the vendors that we've come to, I think, really rely on as partners in our system. And we get to see each other, slap a few backs and shake a few hands maybe and do some fist pumps or whatever. And we're going to do it in a safe way. So I'm excited about it. So what has you most excited? It's the people, right? I mean, that energy you get from just being in a room with like-minded people who have the same passion or even greater passion and what that does, the multiplier effect, I call it cooperative superpowers. And it's when all of us get together, that energy, that passion, that uh, vibrance comes shining through. So yeah, I mean, being in a room with People who love credit unions will get you jazzed, and that's what I'm most looking forward to. We have all the events, and as you said, people are backslapping and talking, and we're all on the same page, basically. But how can credit unions best take advantage of their time there? Well, if this is not your first GAC, I think you'll see a lot of similarities. And 
I think what you will recognize is there's a very steady pace of offerings, of information, of opportunities to engage and discuss issues and and to be an advocate for credit unions, whether it's with your members of Congress and senators or with regulators. So all of those things that you've come to know, if this is your first time, I would say a couple of things. First of all, wear very comfortable shoes, pace yourself, manage your schedule, and uh, get some sleep at night because you can't make it through these days without energy. I mean, that's the GAC has always been kind of the penultimate of just energy, passion for credit unions, and it takes a lot out of you if you do it right. So that's what I would say. Comfortable shoes, get a good schedule of what you want to see and do, pace yourself through the day, manage that, and then get some sleep at night. We are there for advocacy, and people don't forget that. That's the big deal. Uh, What are the advocacy opportunities for credit unions this year? Well, first of all, let me just make it very clear. Advocacy is a year-round activity. It's not something that is one and done at the GAC. The GAC is just another point of contact, a pretty important one when it comes to advocacy. Advocacy involves a relationship building, which credit unions, we know that falling out of bed in the morning, how to, how to create, establish, nurture relationships. That's what this is with our policymaker friends, champions, folks that we need to persuade and influence. And so this is an opportunity for them to engage. And there's going to be a number of ways to do that. CUNA, together with our league partners, will lay out a number of those kinds of meetings, those face-to-face opportunities. Some may be virtual. Some may be at the convention center. Some may be on Capitol Hill. But there's going to be a lot of different ways to engage with policymakers. And we're going to meet them where they need to meet us because it's a busy time. In fact, the State of the Union is going to be during the GAC. And so this is a moment where the president and the Congress lay out their agenda. We're going to be there at that epicenter at exactly the right time. And so that's what advocacy will be about during the GAC. Now, in that advocacy strike zone is financial well-being for all. And that's a big priority for credit unions. And it's something that fits organically into the credit union philosophy and values. Can you kind of describe how financial well-being for all relates to our advocacy efforts? It's what we do, right? I mean, I know that we're fond of using the slogan, people helping people, and it probably meant different things at different times in our history. And it means different things to different people that we're trying to help. But at the root of it, it's credit union professionals and people that are out there that put their members at the center of every equation, at every value proposition that they do. And that's what we talk about when we say financial well-being, because today, the modern definition of what people helping people means is helping people with their finances, helping them be well at a time when so many, too many, frankly, are living paycheck to paycheck or don't have enough savings or haven't planned for their retirement or are starting a new business, or are trying to just make sure their business stays open, or are just making it through their day-to-day, affording their lives on a day-to-day basis. And credit unions are there to be a partner, not to lecture, not to say one size fits all, not to just give you an app and say, here's your app, figure it out yourself. But they're to say, we can be a guide, we can be a shepherd for you, we can be a partner on this journey. And so when we do that, we 
move needles. We move a needle for the person involved. We move needles in the community. We create jobs. We save jobs. We're the epicenter of community advancement and development. And we need to tell that story. Advocacy is about influence. Influence is about having a compelling story that influences a policymaker to do something that we need them to do. Sometimes it's don't do anything, but oftentimes it's give us the ability, the power, the authority to do even more for the people that we serve and the communities that we work in. And that's where the marriage, as you say, the strike zone, I love that, the advocacy strike zone of where financial well-being, people helping people meets our need to tell that story to policymakers so that we can show them why we deserve to do even more. And not to steal your thunder, but can you give us a hint about what you'll be addressing during your main stage remarks? You're talking about, that's what, that's what we're going to talk about. We're talking about that nexus between advocacy and what we do day to day. I think sometimes we may get tired or we may not feel like the stories we have to tell and the way we can measure that and the impact that we have on the people we serve and the communities that we live in and work in, sometimes I think we almost become tired of telling that story. And it's exactly at that moment when we need to wake up and tell that story one or 10 or 20 more times. And that's what we're going to talk about at the GAC, how we can make that story come alive. And we're going to add some things to it. We need data to help us measure that. So when you help somebody, how do we measure help? How do we measure financial well-being? How do we measure when somebody, let's just say, creates a business? What does that mean? What does it mean to create five jobs in a community? What does it mean to take a business from your garage to Main Street? What does it mean to send a child to college? What does it mean to stop living paycheck to paycheck and actually start saving or planning for your future? These are things that I think we could all do a better job of measuring. And as a result of that, I think we can demonstrate more than just through stories, and those are great, how we make an impact for the people we serve and the communities that the credit unions serve as well. It really is exhilarating. And that's why people can't wait to get there and they come back year after year. For someone who has never been to the CUNA GAC, what are your recommendations? It's a great question, and I think everybody is going to approach it a little differently, but take advantage of cooperative superpowers. Take advantage of the networking opportunity that you have. If you're a board member, when you sit down next to somebody you don't know, introduce yourself, ask about their credit union, talk a little bit about your shared journey, maybe some of the challenges that you have. I think when you do that, you'll discover that really credit unions are on a very similar high common denominator path. It's not an issue where it's different credit unions that serve rural areas or urban areas or big credit unions or small credit unions or certain SEGs or whatever. We all do so many things that are so similar that we can learn from each other. We're all on a digital journey right now. How is that going? If you're, let's say you're a board member or you're a credit union professional, what's your journey like? What are you learning? What could I learn from that experience? Those networking opportunities are ways that I see us being able to utilize our, what I like to call cooperative superpowers to really advance individually, but the whole collectively 
of what credit unions are trying to do into the future. It's a big event. And this is going to be the first time a lot of people have been to a big event in at least two years. Are there any options or advice you can give to those people who might be nervous about traveling to an in-person event? Well, we're going to be safe. I mean, that's first and foremost. And we take participant uh, safety extremely seriously. We have ensured that not only the convention center is managing that, they have their own rules. Washington, D.C. has their own rules. As we've learned around the country, certain jurisdictions will have different rules. We have a vaccination mandate, as an example. We will likely have some definition of a mask mandate, or at least encouragement, depending on how things progress toward the end of February. But the point is, is that we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that people feel and are, in fact, safe. That's first and foremost. I think the second part is just we've learned over the last two years, you know, common sense, common sense about the way we treat one another, respecting our privacy, our distance, our things that some people are very concerned about. I think those will be as well. But we have really taken great pains together with our partners at the convention center and our vendors and all that are helping us serve the credit union community to make sure that uh, safety comes first. And I think as a result, you will see that come through with shining colors. Well, Jim, thanks for joining us today. And we'll see you in Washington in a couple of weeks. Ron, I can't wait. And I look forward to seeing everybody listening and uh, be safe traveling here. Be safe while you're here. But let's have some fun. Let's celebrate what we know is the end of hopefully this constant virtual only experience where we can safely come together and be advocates for the great credit union movement. I look forward to that. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. 